Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Netalina. We dive into the topic of what potential is and reaching your full potential. And we go into such an amazing conversation honestly, that I've actually never been part of before. And all the personal growth books that I've read, because we go very specifically to the root cause of what it even looks like in your life, how to get more of it. And it's not more of it. It's actually being your best self. She gives a five-step process on how to create more uh, of a space for, for your own mm-hmm. potential. It's just, mm-hmm. she blew my mind today, Andressa, and I think your mind will be blown as well. A hundred percent. And there's a, a, a lot of like, oh, Oh, she's there this year. It's just like Liz and I just having a hot moment. And at the end, she talks about building a relationship with yourself because that's where it all starts. This is a must for all the real estate women investor listening to it. If you if you want to achieve the life by design and not default, this is where it all starts. This is the foundation. You meeting yourself, many of you for the first time, Mm. right? Before we get into her story, let's hear a word from our sponsors. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 Exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where our mission is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. We do that day in and day out, right, Andressa? Yes. <laughs> now our tongues too. And our dreams too. And that's where we get good ideas. <laughs> uh, or airplanes. Or on airplanes. on airplanes. Yep. <laughs> We're so excited uh, to be joined by Neta Lina. Uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Excited to jump into potential 
Uh, and and we hear that all the time in every single self-development book. But excited to dive into that with you today and maybe look at it a little differently than we normally do. So so thank you for being on our show and thank you for sharing your wisdom with our community. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I'm just very excited to share. Wonderful, wonderful. And as we get going uh, before we jump in here, uh, we always like to get connected to you, share something that's coming up or a quick story or something we want to tell you. So I'm sure mm-hmm. someone... What is happening, my friend? What what would you like to share this week? Sure. So th- throughout our journey, Liz, we came across this word very often, and the word is confidence. We have talked to thousands of women, and many times what is holding them back is the lack of confidence as if we could buy it, you know, <laughs> hey, two grams of confidence per day. <laughs> or they were born with it or not. Um, but the lack of confidence were either holding them back to get started, to take it to the next level, to dare to live life on their own terms, to dare to really like, okay, I own who I am. And they're presenting it to a lender, uh, uh, a deal. So confidence is across the board being used no matter what. If, if people are inexperienced, if they're pivoting, if they are very experienced, if they have previous careers. And this has been a theme that we really want to dissect. And dissect is my love language. I love to break down, to dissect, to see it. And I am so happy that we're going to be having Natalena at our investor con to talk about confidence. I am telling you, the first time that I spoke with her is she shared a little bit about her story first i like i froze when she she started talking and everything that she has overcome and the confidence that this woman you're just gonna get i'm telling you you guys gonna get confidence by being around her she just like her energy is gonna spread around that 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 stage and that's what i see data that i see you and i'm very happy that you're gonna be at investor con on may 18 19 in Scottsdale, arizona so if you have not got your ticket yet, please do. We are we're reserving the entire resort for ourselves. This is going to be far from your real estate traditional conference. It's going to be a two-day transformational event. We have the link below here. Reserve your spot. I'll see you at the pool. <laughs> at one moment of the conference, not the whole time, right? We, we, we're like, where's Andressa? Oh, yeah. She's right there. She's streaming <laughs> from the pool. <laughs> so as we jump in, uh, Netta, we, we like to ask the question, what lesson has taken you the longest to learn? Oh, that's such a great question. You started off strong. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, keeping things interesting here. Um, you know, something that I think about quite often that I think just recently more in my adult life that I've learned is the betrayal of oneself is the number one confidence crusher. So knowing not to do something or feeling in your intuition that it's not right and you do it anyway. Um, And it's a lesson, of course, we learn through everything. But I would say even to this day, like, you know, there's been a, a few moments in my life when I was younger and I, as I was learning where I betrayed myself, I knew better. Um, and maybe because of my culture or society or family or whatever, I went in the other direction. 
and I went against what I knew was going to be right for me. And it backfired, which it, you know, it typically does when you don't follow your intuition, right? Um, and I and I would say that's the biggest lesson. And today it's just like a non-negotiable. If I feel something or if it's not in alignment with me, it's a real simple no. Oh my gosh, I just want to start dissecting that. Don't yeah. you want to do that? Super <laughs> I know you guys do, because we're going to be talking about potential, right? And it sounds, we were trained to look at our potential as this scalable thing and ignore our intuition as if it's something that is just like a, a juju or or something that it, it it's not valuable as much as numbers and skill and percentages and uh, all of that. And I think this is one of the most powerful thing that we are not uh, utilizing it as, as as much. So when we talk about potential, how can one measure its own potential? Well, I think it goes back to this feeling, right? And that's a that's a great question. So. Think about it. Most of us function off of thought, but not all of our thoughts serve us. In fact, a good portion of them don't because they hold us back, right? And we know that a majority of our thoughts are negative. Research shows that neuroscientists have proven that, right? So we have anywhere between 12 to 16,000 thoughts a day. Research shows that 80% of them are negative, okay? So where we only function in our thoughts and we listen to every thought, it takes away from that feeling of potential. Potential is a feeling, right? Potential is that I know there's so much more to my life. I could feel that there's more to me or in me, right? And typically when people talk about potential, that's how they say it, right? Like, I just, there's a burning desire that I could be and do something more, right? But then we pay more attention to the thought of, well, what if I fall? What if I fail? What if so-and-so makes fun of me? What if I'm rejected? What if I don't get the job promotion? What if I don't land that client? What if this house falls through? And all that monkey chatter in our head is what kind of gets in the way of our potential and whether or not we can scale it. I always see people as infinite potential. And I, I love talking about this. I wrote a whole book on it, on how to close the gap between you and your potential. Everyone is just like this infinite being of potential that can push and grow themselves as much as they want. But it's that mindset, it's that feeling inside that we have in our mind, those thoughts that hold us back, that monkey chatter that gets in the way of whether or not we ever really fully tap into the potential. And I don't know if it's right to say, like lately I've been on this kick of saying full potential because do we ever really reach our full potential? Mm. You know what I mean? Because once you get to one part of your potential, there's an, there's another piece that you can't push to. But I would say maximizing or optimizing your potential as much as you can. That makes total sense. You you made me imagine like me after I die and then I having a meeting with God and then God and say, well, I give you all of this potential over here and you've achieved this much, <laughs> right? I want to look back and say, and he's going to say, shit, look. You did it. You 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 dare to go for it. I think that that's I, I would regret so much if I have that conversation with God and then he's I give you so much over there, but you pay attention to your thoughts and 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 not not your your with the feeling that I gave you. Yeah. Right. So how can one break that, Nada? Because I don't think many people are even conscious of of that battle. 
Yeah, and you're so right. And it's it's funny. It, we're such an alignment right now, which is great. Uh, I've been talking the past few days about most people don't identify that the things that are getting in their way are like self-confidence in their mind. Okay. They don't even, it's not even a thought to them, right? They're not aware of it. Their self-awareness is lacking. And so that's why so many, I mean, there's so much stuff online about success mindset and behaviors that can help, you know, help push you to your success. But yet so much of the population is still focused on like the technical degrees, yeah. certificates, right? All the accolades, but yet everybody that's really achieved great success talks about mindset, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of people that haven't even tapped into this idea that maybe I'm not getting where I want to be in my life because of this, my mind. You know, maybe I'm not getting into the relationship that I want because I'm attracting something with my mind and my thoughts. Maybe it's not my boss that's holding me back. Maybe it's not society. Maybe it's not inflation. Maybe it's not my culture. Maybe it's not society. List goes on. Maybe it's the thoughts in my mind and how I'm showing up and what I'm choosing to believe in my mind that's hindering me from moving forward, right? And so the big question is, is like, okay, well, how do we stop that and how do we build self-awareness? I, I did a keynote uh, a couple months ago and I had the great honor of watching another keynote, which isn't common, right? Sometimes you do a keynote and then you're back on a plane and you go to the next one. And she said one phrase that just hit me right in the stomach because it was so in alignment with me, but she said in a way I never heard. She said, commit to dying empty. Mm. And when I think of potential, I got goosebumps. Mm. Yeah, that's what yeah. it commits to dying empty. God forbid if your last day on the planet was tomorrow, have you left everything on the table in this world? not just in your career, but also like emotionally. Have you expressed to the people that you love them or you like them or you have a crush on them or whatever it is, right? Have you given everything that you have when it comes to your health so that you feel good? Like just put it all out on the table that you don't go to your grave having things left inside of you that you wish you would have done, said, and me have been a part of. Mm, that's very powerful. And as you're, as you're talking, and, and and we're talking about potential. It's not necessarily doing more. Correct. So so let's let's talk about that a little bit because I think you know you think about the women listening in our in our community, right? These are women who have either left their jobs and they're they're investing full time or they're part time investing, right? These are entrepreneurial women who are like, I get it, mindset, I'm in. They're they're they don't even need to be you know convinced of that their thoughts are holding them back. But the next question then becomes like, oh. I have to do more now, you know, and that's not necessarily what I'm hearing you say, but that came up for me as you were talking. So if it came up for me, I'm sure it's coming up for the women listening. So t talk a little bit about that, like living into your full potential without necessarily doing more. So yeah. what does that look like? And am I making the right assumption? I mean, I'm totally off on my own thoughts here or my own suggestions, but do, do is that a, a fair assessment? And if so, what does that look like and how to we move through that so they can connect with their full potential. Yeah, well, I think that's this is a great conversation because the narrative that we see a lot on social media is that like your potential means that you're out there crushing it and grinding it all day long and adly, right? Um, and that's, I think it's important for you to define what is tapping into your own potential, meaning like where are you in your life right now and how do you feel about it mm -hmm. in every area of your life? So something that we're huge advocates for at, in our company, Rise Up For You, is the six pillars of life. 
right? So recognizing that life isn't isolated by like just your career. It's self-worth. It's your career. It's your romantic life. It's your health, mind, body, soul. It's the relationships, your tribe that you have around you. And then it's money, right? So going through these pillars and asking yourself like, are you complacent in these pillars? Do you feel amazing in these pillars? Or is there more that you can do in these pillars? And sometimes it's not like out there grinding. Sometimes it's sitting down with your romantic partner and saying like, I really love you and I feel like this isn't going in the right direction. How do we work together to make sure this does go in the right direction, right? Optimizing the potential in that area of your life. So I think you're you're absolutely right in that sometimes when we think of potential, we think about it in regards to like your career, right? How do I make more money? How do I get more titles? How do I get to the next role? But really potential is in every area of your life. And one of the challenges that I see with people, in particular women as well, because we work with a lot of women, is that no one ever really, I should say no one, but generally a lot of people don't sit down and get clear on what they want and what tapping into their potential looks like. So then we end up just like doing more work, like you said, and chasing all of these things. And then we get there and we're like, "Mm, that didn't really fulfill me. Don't really feel like I've tapped into my potential there. I just spent all this time doing this and I still feel the same. Yeah, I completely agree. I remember when I started rehabbing projects and I started doing two at the same time and I got that adrenaline, right? Yeah. So when when I start scaling in and got to the point that I was rehabbing about 15 projects at the same time, that did not multiply. And, and looking back, I was like, well, hope. So this is not it. This is not it. It's not the quantity, but like the depth of it, the experience uh, of it. So I remember when I talked to you and you share the story about a couple of facts that happened to your life very close to each other with your ex-husband, with your your family, uh, your bank account. Um, And I wanted to share you to share with with the the ladies that are listening because many are going through situations that they might be saying well <laughs> that's cool but look at me look at what ha- what's happening on this area this area this area and this area it's not just like wow i didn't sell the property as i wish it's much deeper than that so I wanted you to share your experience with them. And most important, where you got the energy and the confidence and to, to get out of that and be where you are right now. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And it, it is easy to, you know, look at us, right? Like we're, we're on this podcast, I'm wearing my earrings and my bling necklace, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, they haven't gone through like challenges, right? They Maybe they were just handed it, but you're right in that like, Here's the beautiful thing about life is that it doesn't discriminate against anybody. It's the one thing that doesn't discriminate. People go through death. People go through heartbreak. People go through ups and downs. It doesn't matter like where or how you're born, right? It just happens to everybody. Um, But oftentimes we feel like we're alone. And I get it because when you're in those dark moments, like you can't see your way out of it. You don't see any light. You just feel like you're stuck in this cave. And so that's why it is so important that like this podcast and the conference and everything you're doing is amazing because you can hear and you can see other people that have been through the same thing. So like my first career, I was a performer. 
I used to tour the world internationally and sing and dance. And I loved it. And I was great at it. But I was never the best singer in the room ever. There was always like three or four people that could sing me out of the water. But I always got the center stage spot, which is the best spot to be. And simply and only because when I walked into a room, I walked into a room with confidence and, and I owned the room. Right. And I understood that after a while, your technical skill, it all looks the same. Right. After a while, like real estate, investors, all of your degrees and what you do, it all looks the same. So I learned really young. It's like, okay, I'm in a room with 500 singers and we all sing really good. <laughs> so how am I going to be the one that's casted for this tour of 25 people out of 500? How am I, like, why are they going to choose me? Right? Little did I know that was going to serve me later when I become an entrepreneur because it's the same mindset, right? Totally. <laughs> but makes me unique. So after I got done performing, I became an executive and I saw the exact same challenge with working professionals that had master's degrees, PhDs, bachelors, right? Very, very highly skilled, lots of degrees, but they were getting in their own way of their success. They were getting in their way of their leadership, of their communication, of their ability to just build a life that they were proud of and that they were happy with. And I never really understood this to tell you the truth. Like, I had amazing parents. I'm super, super lucky. And we could talk a little bit more about like nature versus nurture later. I was born into a family with two amazing parents that they got it. They understood that like the number one thing they needed to teach my brothers and I was self-love. Like you got to believe in yourself. You have to feed yourself positive thoughts. Um, if you fall, it doesn't matter. Like keep trying, just keep going. Right. And then always like have faith and have gratitude for our higher being for God. Right. Which is our faith. And so I didn't fully understand, like, why are, like, why do people get in their way? I don't get it. Like, why do they struggle with confidence? I was 27 years old. And that's kind of like the thought that I had. And then a few years later, after being an executive, I felt it myself. So I was a high functioning executive, you know, amazing six figures, house on the lake, brand new luxury car, boats, all this fun stuff. And I decided to resign from the company and sell everything and get rid of everything and move out of the country for love because I got married. Um, and, you know, you can't take all that with you. And I understood at that time that you make the career. The career doesn't make you. So for me, it wasn't scary to do that. I'm like, OK, great. I'm going to like go, you know, get married and build a family and like rebuild my career. Well, unfortunately, that didn't work out. And after three weeks of being married on the first day of our honeymoon, my husband said he wanted a divorce. So like after three weeks, I lost everything. So I went from a high functioning executive to $100. That was it. And two luggage. And I remember being very embarrassed. I remember feeling like, how the heck does a professional that was an executive get into this situation? Remember when I talked about earlier the betrayal of oneself, right? It's like, I knew in my stomach, I was like, not sure that this is a good fit, right? And I went against it anyway. So I come back on the plane and I'm crying. I didn't even tell my mom that I was coming back because parents take it harder than their children sometimes. Um, and my father had passed away a few years prior. He passed away when I was 27. So he came to me on the airplane and he said, everything you need is already inside of you. You just have to rise up for you. That's where the company came from. Mm. So that's the company's name, Rise Up For You. So I remember I woke up on the plane and I was like, okay, like no one's going to hand me my job back. No one's going to give me all my money back. No one's going to give me the car and the boat and whatever. Like I have to, I have to find it within, right? I have to rise up within me. So I came back to California, $100, two luggage, back at my mom's house, even though I was like living on my own and had my own place. And I just started building Rise Up For You. 
didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew like, okay, maybe this is a sign from the universe that this was meant to be. There's a reason for this to happen, right? Because maybe me being an executive wasn't tapping into my potential. Maybe that wasn't, that's not the end game for me. You know what I mean? So I just started building this company. And three months out of, after I started building it, my second parent, my mother was diagnosed with stage cancer out of nowhere. No one's ever had cancer in our family before. So the first year that I started building my company, I built it out of a hospital. I was taking showers at the 24-hour fitness, running back to the hospital, opening up the laptop. How do you build a website? How do you build a podcast? How do you da 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 um, And she passed away seven months later. So by the time I was 31 years old, I lost everything, right? That we think is important, right? The house, the car, the money, da 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 And both of my parents had passed away. And I'll tell you, when you go through a breaking like that, you either stay broken or you have an awakening. And I'll be damned if I was going to stay broken. <laughs> like, that's not happening. So that really woke me up to be like, okay, what does it mean to build a life that you're proud of? And what are the skills that you need to help you build a life that you're proud of? I don't need any more degrees. At that point, I had two masters and a bachelor's. And I still ended up there. <laughs> right. I, so it's like, I didn't, I don't need more degrees. I don't need more technical skills. What are the skills that help you really elevate and build a life that you're proud of, right? Building relationships, confidence, resilience, mindset to take action, even if you fail, it doesn't matter, right? All of those skills that we're talking about now. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. I love that. You know, and in somewhere, I think it was in your book, I want to read something because it's connecting with what you're saying and I want to connect it to the women listening. You said, it's usually the last minute typhoon or the out of the nowhere earthquake that shakes people to their core in order to change and become awakened to their full potential. The woman listening right now may not be going right through through, through that, you know, uh, pivotal moment at, as you went through. I think, I think as humans, we have those moments, yes. but then we, then we get complacent and then we're in it and we're like, it's good, but it's not great. Or it, you know, it's that kind of piece. What can women tap into that are listening right now saying, listen, I know there's more in me, but I also, I'm not like, I'm not dire straits of like, oh my God, this is like a do or die moment. How do you yeah. how do you create those do or die moments in your life? Because we do know what motivates us. We need that kind of encouragement. Um, do you create it your, for yourself? I mean, obviously, uh, or or is it is there some sort of exercises that you can do so you can recreate? Like, I got to do this now, so that you know. That's a great question, and it, it's the golden question: is how do you create urgency for somebody when they're not necessarily in a state of like. Um, you know, where they're at the bottom, right? And I and I talk about this a lot with my clients, actually, because we, you know, we do have a lot of clients, they're, they're doing great, like making my six figures, like life is awesome, but I just still don't feel right. So how do you create that urgency for them opposed to someone like me where it's like, well, like, 
Like you got to make it happen, right? I got a bucks. Either you're going to end up on the street or like you have no choice but to go up, right? So that's the golden question is when life is going okay, how do you create urgency in yourself to tap into your potential? And I think um, it's different for everybody, but I can tell you, like for me, one of my greatest fears is not being the best version I can be. That's what drives me every day right? Is not being the best version I can be in that moment and in that day. And I think for most people, at the end of the day, if I were to ask them, do you feel like you were your best self today? Most people would be like, probably not. Like, it was cool. I went through the day. I landed a client. I did this. But like, I kind of just went through the motions. And that's not good enough for me. And I think that that's the question that people have to ask themselves to create urgency is what's their why beyond like moving forward and getting to that next step? What What is the why? And the problem that I see, and, and this could be a whole new podcast, is that most people, their why isn't internal. Does that make sense? Their why is not themselves. So when I wake up every morning, I'm dedicated to being the best version of myself for me. And I can never get out of my own skin. So like that is always with me, like being an amazing human being, show up the best way that you can, share as much as you can, express your feelings, like push your potential as a human. And I'm doing that for me because at the end of the day, I have to put my head on a pillow at night, me, and I have to look at myself in the mirror. Unfortunately, what we see is most people do it for other people or they do it for validation and that's not sustainable, right? So you work really hard, you want to punch yourself for the boss, and then you change jobs and now you have another boss and maybe you don't respect them as much, right? Or you're quitting smoking because the boyfriend or the girlfriend, and then you have a new relationship and you start smoking again, right? And what I really want people to figure out is how to tap into their potential for them. Like it's a burning desire for the way that it's a burning desire to land that client, right? Was like, oh, I got to land that client or I got to do this. How do we have that same energy just for us? Like, oh, I want to be the best human I can be while I'm on this planet. And I want to elevate other human beings. And the only way you can do that is by starting with me. I think that's a huge conversation, especially for the women listening. Because, you know, you think about it, right? So many women are interested and so focused on everyone else, right? There's and, and, And we talk a lot about the you know, whether it's generational kind of baggage, you've been talking a lot about that and other conversations we've been having of just like, you're literally just taking baggage along with you. And there's like this this sense of um, caretaker, which is beautiful. Uh, In and of itself, it can kill the soul, right? It can kill your whole sense of like, what do you want and need? I remember a moment, Andressa said, uh, we're getting ready for something. She goes, what do you need? Like, I know what I need. I need, what do you need? And I paused, she's like, you there, Liz? Like, I think we're on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. She's like, so what do you need? I'm like, I don't know what I need. And I think that's not un- that's not an uncommon conversation. So I love what you're saying because the why for investing or the why for buying that next rental property or the why for so much is it could be others or other reasons versus yeah. why is why am I doing this for, for me? That's a big question that I honestly don't think gets asked enough. So is it a habit? Is it something? So my so my qu- question to you would be like, you know, is that a habit that women can, you know, and men, of course, that, that listen to our show can create for themselves? Because that's a different 
dichotomy of like service others. And then it's like, oh, what do I need? Why am I doing this? Why am I investing in real estate? How is this helpful to me? Is that a habit? Is that, you know, conditioning? But it can both. Yeah, it's both. It's all of the above. It's first sitting down and making the time to activate, you know, this podcast, right? Everything that they're hearing. The biggest thing that I see today is that there's a lot of content consumers. There's not a lot of content activators, right? And so in order to create this change and make these new habits is we actually now have to take this content, grab a notebook, grab a pencil, back. Like, okay, what are my values? Who am I? What are my non-negotiables? The things that I'm aiming for in my life right now, why am I doing it? Is it for me? Is it for other people? Like, what's the bigger reason? If God forbid I were to pass away tomorrow, am I happy? Am I satisfied up until this point? And if not, why? And what will make me satisfied? And now how do I get there? Right? So it's like a lot of times we don't just sit down and have that conversation with ourselves. Right. And that's the activation that has to happen. Right. But like, I'm a huge fan of like developing and growing yourself. I listen to podcasts every day, you, everything, but it doesn't stop there. I actually have to sit down and be like, okay, like, how do I make this a habit and a behavior opposed to just like listening to it and accumulating more knowledge? So, starting to build those behaviors, sitting down, asking yourself those questions, and then creating a map, a strategic, roadmap for your own growth and activation, right? So, okay, every morning I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes and I'm just going to write down who I am that has nothing to do with a title, a money, a role, or anything. Because mm. oftentimes, especially with women, and I do this with my executive clients all the time, well, who are you? Well, I'm a mom. I'm like, no, that's a role, right? That's a role. Who are you? Well, I'm a sister and I'm a daughter. Nope, that's a role. Who are you? Well, I'm a leader. Nope, that's a, that's a role. Who are you? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, that's what I need you to figure out. Exactly. It's not even the realm. And I think I, I, we're so aligned because that's where I was going to go with, with, with this here. I think that we lost, many women lost their identity, right? I lost mine in 2017. I got it back in 2018. That, that's the, the bottom line. But when, when we ask people what they need or who they are and they go with the role, they, they, I, I, the, the easiest way, like you look in the mirror and that's what I'm talking about. That's the person that I'm talking about because there is this badge of owner that many women wear and they say, yeah, my, I will do anything for my kids. And this is for them. I'm doing this for them, for them, for them, for them, for them. They don't dare to even acknowledge that they exist, that they have needs. So it, I think that we, we can start there. Like, okay, I am who I am, an individual right here. And what do I need to full, fulfill my cup? And then, then others come. But I think that there's a lot that we need to learn and there's a lot that we need to unlearn. And we keep consuming, 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 but not letting go of a lot of things yes. that are, are holding us back, right? From achieving our, or maximizing our, our potential. Because our, if we were a car, our trunk is full. We can't add more luggage there. So mm. I think that 
there's a lot of like cleaning up that we need to do in our like friendship, family. Not because they're a family, they need to be in your life. Yeah. Partnerships. And I, I want to talk about that, that like bleach plans moment, right? Because as we are learning different things, how do we look at it? How we access and do we have like an evaluation? What it's working, what it's serving and what it's not and, and invest time in that cleanup process. Is that a good way to look at it too? Great question. So the first thing to st- the, to tapping into your potential, building your confidence, and like deciphering whether or not something should is serving you. Basically, as I go through this five step process, it's like, what do you want? Okay, in every area of your life, not just in your career. Like, what do you, what do you want? Big picture. What kind of relationships do you want? What kind of romantic life do you want? What kind of life do you want financially? What kind of career do you want? Uh, what kind of body and soul do you want for you? Right. What What do you admire to be? That's the first thing. The second thing is why do you want it? Why do you want it? You, not anybody else. Why are these things important to you? The third thing is now how are you going to get there? Right? What are the steps that are going to help you achieve your what? The last two are very important that people don't talk about. So the fourth step is who's going to help you get there? Who who are the people in your life that are supportive, that are with you, um, that are maybe smarter than you or further than you in different areas of your life? Because I always say if you're the smartest one in the room, like you need a new room, right? Because that you you can't grow that way. And then the fifth one is what are your non-negotiables? Meaning like, what are the things you got to eliminate out of your life in order to make the other four happen, right? And then the sixth point that I that I just started like talking about verbally is how do you commit to yourself and stay in integrity and in honor with making that happen? Because remember, a confidence crusher is when you don't honor yourself, right? You know what you want. You know why you want it. You know how you're going to get there. You created a plan. You know the people that can help you. You know what the non-negotiables are, but you don't do it anyway. You're not honoring yourself. You break a promise to yourself, right? And like, if somebody continuously broke promises for us, we'd be like, I, I don't trust you anymore. Like, I can't, I can't rely on you. I don't have confidence that you're going to be there for me. But we do the same thing to ourselves. We're just not conscious of it. The more you break promises to yourself and the more you write down goals and, and you know, want to tap into your potential and then you don't, even though you kind of know what you got to do, slowly you're chipping away at your own confidence because you start to lose trust in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the first step to deciphering what I should eliminate, how do I tap into my potential is writing down what you want, why you want it, how you're going to get there, who's going to be there with you to do it, and what are your non-negotiables right now. In three years, it's going to be different right? Because we're evolving and tapping into your potential today is different than it is, you know, five years. Tapping into my potential five years ago was building the company in like the lowest moment of my life, right? And then also pushing past my feelings with losing my parents, like being able to rise above all that. Well, today I'm in a different place. So my potential looks different now. It's like, okay, well, now I run an amazing, successful company. Like, you know, I'm healthy. So now what's my next step of potential? I was gonna ask you if, if the, the correlation and you touch base on that. If if you keep breaking promise, you know, with with yourself, if that the the confidence level goes down, because then you you unconsciously know that you cannot trust yourself. You you, you wouldn't bet 
in, in yourself. And I think that that can be an aha moment for a lot of women that that feel like, well, I was not born in co born confident. So if we reverse, if we keep showing up for ourselves, if we keep following through, high level integrity, no no negotiable on, on that. Would that also make the, the opposite effect? Would that increase our our confidence in ourselves? 100%, 100%, because the more you honor yourself and the more you're in alignment with yourself, the more you love yourself, right? And love and self-confidence are connected, right? But remember, I went back to that betraying. When you betray yourself, then you start to, like, you almost lose respect for yourself right so the more you're like you stick to your guns and you stick to your non-negotiables and you honor yourself the more proud you become i mean i've listened i've talked to a lot of women that were like you'd be so proud of me today because somebody asked me for this and i just don't have the capacity and i politely said no I'm like how did that feel and they're like amazing right <laughs> just because they honored themselves and, and they created a healthy boundary with you know women struggle with creating healthy boundaries sometimes and just that made them feel amazing that like I I honored myself. I honored myself. I respected myself and I created a non-negotiable and I stuck to it. And now like that makes you feel good about who you are. And then now you can continue to just stay in alignment with that. Betty, you know what's coming up for me as you're talking and I wrote this down. I have like four pages of notes. I just write things down as, as, we're, as we're connecting with women we interview. As you're talking about it, in order to love and have that self-confidence, you know, in a sense of like building that within, you have to be in relationship with yourself. Yes. And I think, I'm just thinking about this, right? I'm not, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I, I'm there where, where I'd want to be, but I think by dissecting a lot of this, you start to really realize that is the most important relationship. 100%. And I don't think, I don't think I, I don't know if I even thought about that in my 30s, and I think I've started thinking about it in my 40s, to be honest. And, and you know, that's just my own path. But I think as you're talking, okay, for me to really, I really, I love a lot of people. I, I serve a lot of people. I help a lot of people. I'm in relationships with that, those folks. I'm like, God, if I poured into myself just as much as I poured into other people, you know, it, it, wow, that just, boom, hit me like a, like a ton of rocks as you're talking. So, if you're not in a relationship with yourself, and what does that even look like? How can you get there? I don't know how one would get there. So if we're going to go down that path, I'm curious, is that time? Because I know what time means for me to have a good relationship with Andressa. We might, we might have to introduce ourselves, right? Go in the mirror and say, hi, oh, nice to meet you. For seriously, though, I mean, seeing it, seeing it ourselves as individuals, not a spouse, not mom, not right. a role. We might have to introduce ourselves. Yes. ourselves you just find it you, you nailed it and it's it's the easiest but like most like i would say mind-blowing answer how do we build relationships with other people we spend yeah. time with them we ask them questions and we get to know them um we spend time with them in different environments and different experiences like we do different things to kind of see how they are in these different you know arenas mm -hmm. it's the same thing with yourself how do you build the relationship with yourself? You spend time with yourself. 
you ask yourself questions and really get to know who you are and how you take and what works and what doesn't work, right? You take yourself on dates and different experiences so you can see like, this made me uncomfortable, this did it, and then you evolve from it. It's the same. We just don't spend time with ourselves enough to build. That's right. We should, I should take myself to a restaurant and then somebody comes and say, you're waiting for somebody. No, yeah. I'm spending my time with myself. Yes. Building a relationship with myself. Yes. I remember when I was uh, in college before my mother passed, she said, um, cause my aunt used to like go and she has five kids, my aunt, but she used to go and have lunch by herself. And I remember my mom used to like, I don't know how she, I can never go sit in a restaurant by myself and have lunch alone. I'm like, why? I don't know. I, I feel like low there. Yeah. Right. It was all that. And it's interesting because like I'm the opposite as her daughter. Like I take myself on dates all the time and like I'll walk in with my high heels like I'm going on a date. They're like, are you expecting anyone? Like, nope. <laughs> One person, please. And I just go and I sit there and I enjoy the food and I observe the ambiance. And, you know, sometimes I talk to people that the other day I met um, a UFC champion fighter. Just ran. I was sitting by myself. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm like, when am I going out to lunch with myself? I'm totally down. I am going out with myself. I am. Bro, right? Yeah. Like I'm just sitting there eating and having, you know, having a date with myself. And I just happened to sit by somebody. We just started talking and. And and that was the connection, which was funny. Right. But like you grow from all of those experiences and you're like that. confident and like more life happens that way. I might I love that. Myself, like, uh, uh, tomorrow, see it on your calendar on Jasmine. Yeah, no, tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to go on a date with me. That's so, that sounds egocentric, but it's not. If you have listened to this episode over here, I am committed to continue building a relationship with myself. That's the point. I love it. And I actually, it's funny because I was talking with you recently, Andressa, and I said to you, because I, I turn a special, I think a special birthday next year and, uh, or, or this year, I should say. And I said, I said this to my husband and I said it to you. You're like, oh, where are we going? And I'm like, I'm going, I'm going away by myself. Like I, I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. a weekend by myself. You're like, oh man, we could. And I'm like, then I was thinking about like, it'd be fun to go away with Andressa, of course. But I, I, you know, I think it's what's fascinating what you're saying is that I, whether you're an extrovert, whether you're an introvert, whoever your quote unquote personality is, having a relationship with yourself transcends that, right? It transcends our personality because, you know, just like you build a relationship with an introvert or an extrovert, you're still, it's still a relationship. And so I know I'm going to talk to people. If I go away, I'm going to chat with people. I know I'm, I'm going to just be silent for three days. That won't happen, but I would. The idea of just spending time with myself is such a foreign idea to me right now. That that a thought of going away a weekend, you know, is like that is exciting to me. But how about if we don't make that a foreign idea and it's just part of what we do, right? It doesn't have to happen on a special birthday. Yeah. Uh, it, it can happen next Tuesday. So I, I love what you're saying, and I, I think women um, we can make it. You know, challenge to the women listening. Okay. What a post! Post in our Facebook community. A picture of yourself. I, I, and, and I was going to say that. Wherever you're, you're going there. Yeah. And I'm that. dressing up. Nada. I'm going to tag you on it. I'm going to show you my heels. I'm dressing up the has to tell with myself. Love it. Because your cup will be full and you'll have the space to think about that next creative idea for anything you want or not. But when you have that space, right, you, you're exactly. able to try all that on and be our full potential. 
Love this conversation. I'm so excited about meeting you very soon. Me too. Me too. Oh my God. We could do a whole, whole, whole session, a whole day with you. And just thank you so much for being on our show. And um, where can the ladies listening learn more about you? Thank you. So absolutely, you can go to riseupforyou.com. All of our social media is at riseupforyou. And now you can also personally follow me at metalina underscore rise. Awesome. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Nada, is what's the most transformational book you ever read? Oh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. So good. It is. Second one is, what's the most transformational routine that you do to live a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? Honestly, it's gratitude. Every morning I've made it a practice. I've been doing it for about two years straight now. I wake up every morning and I pull out my gratitude journal and it asks pointed questions, you know, like, what are you grateful for? And then what would you want to achieve today? What, like, what's, what would make today great? Three things, da, 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 da. And that has really been a game changer um, and just having like an abundance mindset and showing gratitude daily, no matter what. The last question, which woman, famous or not, have inspired you the most? My mom. Yeah, Adele Nasserty. Mm. Awesome. Netta, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for all the, all the wisdom that you shared with us. And uh, just so excited to have you as one of our notes at InvestorCon 2023. Just incredibly excited. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you, Nada. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.